All right. Hey, everyone. It is the No Excuses podcast with Alana Banks and Ryan Montes. And Ryan, we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> because the other day we were on a call together and you said something that I don't think I've ever heard you say before with like such passion and conviction. But you said, I really hate when people say it's okay not to be okay. Please tell me more about this. Yeah. Actually, I did not say that I hate when people say it's okay not to be okay. I said I hate the expression, okay, it's okay yeah. to not be okay. People can say whatever they want, but the expression, it's okay to not be okay, is wrong. It is wrong. Um, in several different ways. I understand that people might interpret it in ways that are empowering for them. However, I think it's more dangerous to use this saying and to just let it float out there and be open to interpretation than to not use it at all. First of all, grammatically, it doesn't make any sense. Because if it were grammatically true that it's okay to be not okay, then okay would be equivalent to not okay. And thus there would be no such thing as being not okay. Right. Mm -hmm. There must be, we know there's a difference between being okay and not okay. So linguistically and grammatically, the sentence implies that the two, the two are equal, which is just not true. Okay. It, it, it doesn't make sense off the bat. Um, the other thing is that it's okay to be not okay. I mean, the nature of being not okay is that something is wrong. And when something is wrong, probably it should be a priority to correct it, right? The reason, yeah. the reason, we, the reason we feel pain and discomfort is not because the universe or God or some entity wants us to suffer. It's to motivate action, right? Mm -hmm. If we're in pain or we are discomforted or whatever, it's to either motivate us to stop doing something that's bad for us or to take action that is good for us. Right. Yeah. So to say it's okay to be not, not okay. is like a saying, Oh, it's okay to just be in pain and suffering. And, you know, just that's fine. That's normal. Just live that way. Like nonsense. Right. And I know people apply this in a very like philosophical, very, you know, um, metaphysical perhaps sense, but I mean, like, imagine you got, you know, shot in the leg and you go into the emergency room and you're there on the gurney and the you know, chief of surgery walks in and just looks at you and says, you know, Alana, we could pull that bullet out of your leg, but you got to understand that sometimes it's just, it's okay to not be okay. Right. Yeah. And then they just walk out of the room. Right. Um, the nature, in my opinion, the nature of being not okay is, that it's not okay and to do something about it. Yeah. You need to take some action. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've heard people say this, of course, too. And I think what people mean by this is that it's okay to have a problem and, you know, be in your feelings and not have everything being okay in this moment. And I think 
what ends up happening is it's a way to make the person feel better or they're trying to make the person feel better to be like, you know, it's okay that you're not okay. It's okay that you're feeling these feelings right now. It's okay that, you know, you're going through the situation. So I think they're, they're saying it to alleviate some type of discomfort that the person is feeling. However, I think it's a lot more empowering if someone were to come up to you and say, listen, I know you're going through a really tough time right now. How about we X, you know, go do something or how about we go take this action to get you out of this feeling, right? I think that's a lot more empowering and a lot more of a compassionate response than just letting that person or friend or whoever it is dwell in not being okay or having the problem. Yeah. No, yeah. No discussion of this topic would be complete without playing the devil's advocate for a little bit. Right. I agree with you. I think people use this saying with the best of intentions. I certainly do. And we have to honor that. Um, I get that, you know, the, the well in, intended person, what they're really saying is, you know, even though times are hard, or even though you're experiencing an uncomfortable situation or emotions or, or you are suffering, um, that is, that is, you know, not the end of the world and you'll, things will get better. And, you know, it implies all these things like that. This is a normal part of life, right? That we yeah. want to have the ups, we must have the downs, right? We can, we can interpolate that much, right? Contextually from the use of this statement. The problem is, my challenge to that, to the devil's advocate argument, is that we could more clearly communicate that in a way that doesn't leave such a wide opening for ambiguity, right? We could say, yes, temporary suffering is a normal part of life, and you have the power to make changes and escape that suffering and improve your life. That's a lot more clear than it's okay to not be okay. Because there are people in the world, you know them, I know them, who are trapped in healing mode, where the healing has become part of their identity and is indefinite. And they're postponing thriving mode and they're postponing success mode. And, you know, they hear this message like, it's okay to not be okay. And that can also be interpreted as it's okay for things to be wrong and bad for an extended period of time. Right. And in many cases, you know, whether consciously or unconsciously, people have accepted that it's okay for things to not be okay indefinitely. And I have to disagree. I think it's the duty of a person whose life is not okay to take action, to change it, whatever action you possibly can. Yeah. Right. And when we just leave it at that, at this blanket statement, it's okay to not be okay. That's almost like giving people permission to just wallow or giving people permission to not take action to, you know, remedy their, their situations. And again, nobody needs my permission or, or anything to take action, but I mean, you know, I mean this in sort of a metaphorical sense, right. To a person who's vulnerable and to a person who's hurting and to a person who's, you know, damaged and maybe not thinking at full capacity, um, you know, or somebody who who has the the victim story, you know, running in their in their mind, and it's holding them down. You know, to hear this statement, it's okay to not be okay. That there's a huge risk 
that that's just going to be more ammo to support their struggle rather than their triumph. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's okay to not be okay for maybe a day. And then you have to be like, now what, what Mm -hmm. action am I going to take? Okay. I've done my wallowing. I've done my crying. I've done my, I'm feeling sad or angry or hurt. Right. But now what am I going to do about it? And what action am I going to take? Because, you know, as you said, I think it almost becomes a limiting belief, right? It's okay not to be okay. It becomes a limiting belief for someone. And then they're just like, well, that's me. You know, I've adopted that as a belief that it's okay to not be okay. And so I'm good. Yeah. This is what I'm going through right now. You know, this is, this is my season, you know, and, but no, it's not, you can wallow, you can be sad but then you got to get up. Yeah. Right. And take some action. Feel your feelings. (laughs) Feel your feelings. Um, Yeah. It goes hand in hand with, it's just the way I am. It's just the way I am. Another very dangerous, very dangerous statement for a person to make. It's just the way I am. Implies that the way I was is the way I'll always be, whether I like it or not, which is more nonsense. Who you were yesterday and what you did yesterday doesn't, dictate who you are today or who you will be tomorrow. You get to choose, right? Unless you have the underlying belief that it's just the way things are. It's just the way I am. It's okay to not be okay. Um, and, you know, you, you make a really good point, Alana, about it's okay to not be okay um, in that it has no expiration. It's unbound in time. It's like, you know, we always teach people in in the hypnotic world and in the NLP world and in the coaching world to be very weary of statements that are formed as absolutes or universals. Yeah. Like it's okay to be um, not okay is hyper vague. Is it okay to not be okay permanently? Is it okay to not be okay, as you said, for a day, for an hour? Like we need an expiration on this. It's okay to not be okay. Because I think most people would agree if I were to say it's, you know, it's not okay to not be okay permanently. Even defenders of the statement that we're discussing today would say, oh yeah, that makes sense. But when we leave that timing, that expiration off, and we just say it's okay to not be okay and leave it ambiguous, it can very easily be interpreted as always in time, all the way back, all the way forward and and encompassing the present, which is dangerous, right? Very. Which is dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, you can even get into groups, right? Where everyone has adopted that belief that it's okay not to be okay and we're healing and um, this is our time to be feeling this. And that's dangerous too. Mm. Um, Because then it's just compounded by many people feeling all of that too. Yeah. So you need to be careful of that as you're going through your healing journey. And maybe you're just starting your healing journey and you found this podcast and you know, you're wanting to have a more successful life. Um, But, you know, as Ryan was saying, as I was saying, definitely you need to put that expiration date on it. And you could even put that in as part of your self-image that you're creating, you know, this new self-image that you're creating of this more confident, more successful, more amazing human, um, you know, in your self-image, you could say, I'm allowed to not be okay for one hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then move it down to like half an hour, then like 10 minutes. Yeah. Or, and then or move whatever. on. Case by case, right? But yeah. um, yeah. And I mean, certainly it's okay and it's good to be healing. 
right? Um, but I think some people don't realize that at the same time we're healing, we can be thriving, right? At the same time we're healing, we can be enjoying life, right? At the same time we're healing, we can be, um, you know, making the most of our time to the be to the best of our ability, right? Everybody's got different stuff going on. Everybody's got different, um, you know, limitations and and, and abilities. Um, but I mean, the reason that, you know, another reason that this particular saying it's okay to not be okay rubs me the wrong way. And I'm very rarely do I use the word hate. Very rarely do I have, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you use that word. So yeah, that's why my ears really perked up when you were like, I hate that saying. And I was like, yeah. wow, we need well, to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's simple and it's quick to say, and it's slightly ambiguous. And that means it'll really easily fly under the radar of vulnerable people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what came up for me um, is grieving people who are grieving. This is a very common thing. I think that is said to someone when they're grieving or when someone's passed that it's okay not to be okay right now. Um, but that's not the, I wouldn't say that's the best thing to say to someone who's grieving. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing about grieving, you know, and we could, we could really break down this thing of it's okay to not be okay and really define what is not okay. Because is a person who's grieving a person who is experiencing the emotion of sadness associated with loss, is there something wrong with them? Is that really not okay? Wouldn't it be more not okay if somebody experienced the loss of someone or something of great meaning to them and they were not sad? Wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't that be the system not working properly? Wouldn't that be not okay? So, I mean, that that's another example of a different kind of ambiguity that's built into this statement that means, you know, people can interpret it in a way that's disempowering and that might happen outside of their conscious awareness, right? And the grieving person is the good example, right? Um, when, when you're grieving, probably it's for a good reason. And those, um, those emotions, though uncomfortable serve you, mm -hmm. right? Those emotions, though uncomfortable do serve you. And that is okay. Right. Exactly. That's how we work, right? That's yeah. being human. Yeah. You have to move through that wave of emotion. Um, and that's okay to yeah. feel that grief for, for some time. Or for however long, I mean, grieving is very, very individual process, I think for everybody, right? Yeah. But, you know, you feel it and then you move on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Agreed. So do we, I think, you know, I've, I'm satisfied. <laughs> I'm satisfied. I mean, probably there's going to be people that listen to this and agree with me. And probably there's going to be people that listen to this and say, Oh, come on, Ryan, you're reading too much into it. It's just a nice little saying, um, to make people feel better. And, you know, I, you know, I'm hyper aware of linguistics. I'm hyper aware of the language that we use for the most part. I'm not perfect, but, um, I know the effect that little tiny words can have on the, on the unconscious mind of a person. And these are, you know, six little tiny words that I, they're just not worth using. They're not helpful. I think, you know, what, what I've kind of concluded from this is it's just not helpful. Come up with something that's more empowering and positive to say, then it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 
Okay. The end. The end. Yes. Yeah, that's it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, that is, um, I think this is maybe, and I'm losing track now, which is cool, but I think this might be episode 11 or 12, cool. 11 right. or 12. So we're chugging right along here. Yeah. Okay. People so, like the podcast, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, they do. It's like universally adored by the people who have listened to it. Yeah. I think we're over 300 downloads at this point too, which is, which I, I haven't checked actually recently, but I'm pretty sure it's over 300. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah. thanks everyone for listening, sharing, downloading on all the platforms. It's very helpful. And, um, yeah. So I think I will leave it at that. This is the No Excuses podcast with Ryan Montes and Alana Banks. And we will see you next time. Write us a review. Bye. <laughs>